Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Tender Loving Care with your hosts, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down a show from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And then I found out what it actually stood for was the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, and my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select a show to cover for the next episode by spinning our glorious Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we will be studying. Hi, Kate. Hi. I love How are you our doing? new. I love our new setup. We look so fabulous. We just a little, you know, we like to do, we like to give like a little bit of background yep. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um Kate and I had a very serious potty meeting um, on Sunday and it was great. We got so much done. We decided a lot about the future of the pod, which, by the way, don't worry, is completely thriving. Um, And we also decided to kind of switch over a couple of things. You guys won't notice much of it, um, but um, it's just going to help with... um, how everything looks and performs and stuff like that. So I'm excited about it, Kate. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I have a little, I have a, I'm being boring and I have a cup of tea, but it's not on theme. It's my Christmas cup. So I'm a little bit early. Okay. Looking ahead. Looking mm-hmm. ahead. Yep. I like Always. That. I just have um, flavored water. So even more God, boring. We're so good tonight. It's because we're like, we'd had our meeting and we discovered like what professionals we are. So we're like, if we're going to do this professional and I, we should just have like a cut to one month later. I was telling you, she's a fucking bitch. And I don't know why I'm <laughs> watching any of this. Exactly. Facts. Facts. <laughs> facts. These are facts. Um, so Kate, uh, 
I realized, I don't think I sent you the breakdown of Hills, this Hillsong docu, did I? No, I was just looking for it. I don't think I have it. Okay. Okay. Well, while you look for that, guys, obviously last week, um, uh, or the week before, well, I guess last week, the show that we released was on Finding Bigfoot. Now, there's not a lot that can beat it. We we did rate that like one of the best shows we've ever seen in this entire like year and a half we've been doing this podcast. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to Finding Bigfoot because it was it was so amazing. But this week we got something uh, very different. Okay, it was Hillsong a mega church exposed. Yes, this was very different, very interesting. Um, had you heard about all of this drama with this church and everything about it? It's interesting. I went into this documentary thinking all I knew was the celebrity kind of hangers on that got really excited about it for like six months in a certain year. I remembered there was a guy, oh, we'll get into him, a guy that was leading it um, that was like, I'm real cool, my leather jackets, but, you know, let's talk about Jesus, like that kind of vibe. Um, And I knew that, and then I knew that he had, it came out that he'd had an affair and stuff like that. That was it. I didn't know the extent of everything else that was in this docu. What about yourself? I was at about the same place with it as you were. I, I knew the Justin Bieber of it all. I knew that it was like, we're cool Christians and the emphasis on the music. Um, but yeah. yeah, this this went a lot deeper than I had heard about. So uh, this was interesting. Um, yeah. I did find the description. Okay. Um, I'm ready the... to dive into this whenever you are. Okay. So this is how Discovery Plus describes this docuseries. Hillsong, a mega church exposed dive into the alleged exploitation, abuse, and cover-ups at the star-studded Hillsong Megachurch founded by Brian Houston. Hear from insiders, megachurch experts, and a woman whose affair with senior pastor Carl Lentz led to his downfall. I have a lot to say about her, as you can imagine. But um, so this was four parts. It was a four-part series. Honestly, Kate, it could have been one part. <laughs> right there was Uh, so much repetition yeah they had they would have four or five people say the exact same thing right in a row I know it was it 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 really was and it was the constant cut they love doing the dramatic cuts of um and then a bombshell and then it'll be like the next episode would be like and we what we never saw coming was a bombshell. <laughs> it's the same thing in every single episode. It was so annoying. And the bombshells were kind of what we already knew from the previous episode, that they're just all dirty, horrible bastards that run this um, run this church, allegedly. Um, right. It didn't quite have the cliffhanger, I want to see the next episode. You kind of knew everything going into each episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah it was long. So we'll we'll go into it. My main question that is probably the most important question, we're not even going to start on him because we're going to start on like the first episode and where it kind of, how it kind of evolved. But my first question is during the Justin, now you have to be honest. All right. You have to be honest with this question. During the Justin Bieber time, okay, that they talk about in this, mm-hmm. would you have had sex with Carl Lentz? 
not knowing anything about him or the or he is a celebrity in this scenario you meet him in the park probably yeah okay thank you because <laughs> I was going back and forth of like no I think you know he's uh, he's so so cheesy and so everything but I'm but you find how charismatic it is plus that sh- the photos of him when he was like topless and his pants were nearly down by his knees I was like all right I get it he, he looked good yeah <laughs> he looked good um so we had our first episode so I thought there's this church if you guys live in LA there's this church that I thought was Hillsong so I've been doing shit about this place for a long time because I thought it was Hillsong it's right on Hollywood and La Brea it's on the corner and it's this exactly the same thing. It's called Mosaic. Now, I I don't know anything about Mosaic, so I'm not going to comment on it, obviously, because I would never give a judgment on anything, Kate, not my style. Um, but I always thought that was the celebrity one for some reason. I thought it was this Hillsong. And it's the same type of vibe that I know there are celebrities go there. They have their own merch. Right. Um, and yeah, it's right there. And it's this, I guess what they call them is, I guess is it is it evangelical? Is it mega churches, free churches? I don't know how they describe them. I would describe it as like a mega evangelical church. I think. Yeah, that that's what I would say too. And the pastors are, uh, what was this phrase? They're basically oh, prosperity preachers. Like they are mm-hmm. running a business rather than a church. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh God, there's so much to get into. But I will say the one here is in Mount Washington. That's an area in Los Angeles near Glassell Park, that kind of area. That's where this one is. So we'll get Lanny to go over next time she's got a free Sunday. What? I yeah. used to live there. I, know. I did not know that. That is so mm. wild. Okay. Well, it's very yeah. innocuous. It's like this big, because of course I went on Google Maps. It's like this big black kind of factory looking place this, and it's not like right in anywhere in Mount Washington where something's going on it's like just nothing it's the middle of it. it's very odd um but first episode Kate they kind of took us to the origins of this and we had um a lot of like experts coming on we had a lot of guests throughout these four parts so many guests it was like Taylor Swift bringing people to the stage it, oh yeah I, I mean I was taking <laughs> I was taking notes of names and occupations I just gave up I was like I can't I can't give up but the no. talking heads were coming in and they were saying you know uh first we'll get people interviewed in New York where it's originally from Australia and it was founded Kate by the Houston which Houston is it Frank Houston uh, so he was originally the superintendent of the Assemblies of God in New Zealand And then he moved to Australia in the late 70s and his son, Brian, and Brian's wife, Bobby, followed shortly after. Um, And then it was the Sydney Life Center after that. That's like what the church he started in Australia. Got it. Sydney Life Center. Okay, got it. Um, So then they end up, uh, Brian Houston, the son, he made friends with this person called Casey Treat, who was a preacher in America. And um, he kind of came back to Australia with this like flood of ideas because he saw how these preachers were and the money they were making. 
of these with these mega churches. I think this is like in the 70s, maybe 70s, 80s. Um, sorry, once again, zero facts. I wrote down some dates I have. But um, yeah, he kind of saw what he was doing and thinking, I've got this. I've got to make it accessible. I want church to be fun. I want music. I want dancing. That's how we get people in and get rid of the stereotypes of what church is supposed to be. It's not stuffy anymore. We're cool guys. So he goes back, kind of changes it all. And then it's the 90s, I believe. Um, or what? Sorry. They, it comes to America. Uh, yeah. So it's the late 80s when he goes to America and finds out about Okay. Basically how to have this global reach church turned corporate essentially. Uh And he comes back and they started out, this church had a regular amount of uh, people. It was like 300 in the congregation. And then it just grew and grew. They opened one in uh, the Hills area. So it's called Hills Christian life center. And then they had this band like you said they added music in the band became the most popular thing about it and the band was called Hillsong so then they just renamed the church Hillsong um, and this was all still in yeah. Australia right right I love how I'm asking you I watched this documentary but in and out it, in and it out was a, it was a lot of info it was a lot. <laughs> hey then they came their first church in America was New York right I believe so. Um, I also want to mention in the 90s, we say they leaned into music. They leaned into music. They were licensing all of their mm. all of their songs um, and bringing in a ton of revenue already. So that's kind of how they started to fund all of this expansion was um, via all their religious songs that they're coming out with that were like mirroring the popular styles yeah. at the time. Yeah. So, so yeah, then they went to New York, Hillsong, New York. And this is kind of when they introduced Carl, right? Got it. So this one expert, once again, name unclear, um, but he mentioned the one, two, three, four, five, the five, <laughs> the uh, six, no, the six C's, how they were making money, church by tithing, donations, concerts. So these concerts were like huge CDs, um selling the music college because they opened up a college cinema they had their own um recording studios they had their own um studios to film content in and conferences the conferences were huge as well one guy was like and this is i think this was in the 80s and he was like the ticket was like $500 by itself then you go there then you buy merch it's just a beast of a machine then it comes to New York and we, they do some interviews, Kate, of people like um, on the street in a Central oh. Park and stuff. Like, have you ever heard of Hillsong? And and a lot, a lot of these people were young and they said, oh, yeah, Hillsong was everything. I loved going to it. You'd go to where it was located in New York and there was just a line all the way around the block for people to come in and you knew and then they talk about like the celebrities but we'll get to that but you know you would go in and you always felt so welcomed like the people would just welcome you in but you had to get there like two hours early because it was growing so hugely um that it had a massive following exactly it reminded me of that snl sketch where it's like new york's hottest club 
Hillsong. It's true. <laughs> it's like you're going true. into a rave, but instead it's just like all of these millennial preachers and celebrities. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. It was at this point that, you know, it may have been a premature question, but I think the question was never answered in all four parts of this series. Where did the leaders of Hillsong claim that this money was going? Because it isn't as though I ever heard them say, um, we've set up orphanages in this part of the world, or we have helped natural disasters, we, you know, um, help people recover from natural disasters in this part of the world. I never heard that. All I heard is how much money they were taking in and that the... I just never knew, like, they didn't even, it was just they couldn't be bothered to give an excuse of where this money was going. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, they didn't go into that much. I just assumed that they were telling them, you know, well, they're having to pay the rent in these fancy buildings all across the country. Yeah. And so they're probably, it was probably just like upkeep and paying all of the staff and then probably Which something- they weren't doing, by the right. way volunteers yeah and probably just something really vague like outreach or something yeah (laughs) yeah they didn't say not once did anybody say um then we get Mr. Lentz now he had an interesting background so he's American uh from the south and he trained at Hillsong College, which was in Australia. So Hillsong College was like this big place that everybody wanted to go. He was a really, really good um, uh, basketball player. And um, he was doing that regular high school. We get some people that went to high school with him that talk about like what he was like. And he was a little bit of a player, which he totally admits when he's on stage. It's like, you know what? I was a player, but now I turned to Jesus and all this stuff. Um, But he then went to Hillsong and then they kind of the leaders over there were thinking we they spotted him and they must just have seen what he was he was he's obviously very charismatic he's someone that can capture people that can really just if you've ever met these people that they make you feel like you're the only person in the room and it really is I think that's exactly who this guy is. I mean, we all think we're, you know, we watch documentaries like this, especially when, you know, when we do cults, which we have done many a time, but you know, you see these cult leaders and you go, what? Like no one would fall for that. Like that, you know, five foot six um, volleyball playing dude. Remember he got all of those people. <laughs> right, um, right. Nexium, Nexium, whatever it was. Um, he got all those women and you're like, this is ridiculous. No, I would never fall for that. But we don't understand the power of manipulation and charisma. And in his case, this guy's case, looks as well and power. That's what it always is. Standing on a stage, thousands of people, you know, telling, like just watching him and worshipping him. It's such a drug. It really is. It is. He had all of that going on. And I think people maybe who haven't you know performed like us stars that we are yeah people people underestimate how much of a skill it is to speak in front of that many people and keep them engaged the entire Uh time and not only engaged but he practically had people mesmerized by his his uh his message and just his presence People mm. talked about him like he was so magical and um, 
they, they loved him. People loved him. That's a good point. It is such a skill to do that. I mean, for some of us, <laughs> it comes naturally. naturally. <laughs> I mean, 10, 100, 10,000, not a problem. Um, but no, it is such a skill to do that. And he, he just looked like he did it with ease. He loved it. Um, he, so then we start getting like more about how he was growing in New York. So they, so every time he would come and, um, be giving a, not a lecture, I guess a sermon, um, people would crowd in there. Then he starts these connections with these celebrities, which is cuckoo. So obviously they focus on Justin Bieber because he was the most notable one. There was a lot of big celebrities, but he really stuck around. Justin Bieber what they discussed was going through his stage. Remember when he was like pissing in a bucket and got arrested and he was just, you know, he was a young, young kid and doing stupid stuff and getting terrible tattoos. Um, And then I think he did a great PR move, which is true. He was like, no, I'm not going to end up in the gutter. I'm actually going to figure this out. And I know I'll turn to religion. I have no idea what this is, but I'll turn to this. And then this guy came along. Very interesting how he ever met him. I'd love to know the, the real story about that. I mean, he must have just gone to a service thinking like, oh, I'll just the paparazzi will catch me going into this church. And then I think this was such a mutually beneficial relationship. And I'm guessing that Carl made a beeline to Bieber after he did his sermon. He was like, oh, Bieber's here. Let me talk so you to think him. he just oh you just like ran maybe like his agent was like okay we're cleaning up your image you're popping off to this church is huge go to a sermon yeah this yeah. this is the cool church I mean Kendall Jenner Kanye Selena Bono Lenny Kravitz Kevin Durant all these celebrities are going so it's kind of uh, like the place to go a complete segue have you seen Lenny Kravitz's new music video that he just released no, I didn't realize he was releasing music videos. Uh, yeah, he is. And I don't give a shit about the song. You need to go and see this video because it's one of the most sexual, amazing things I've ever seen in my entire life. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go and see Lenny. Go to Lenny Kravis's Instagram. Go and see this new video. It's like, I mean, he is so hot. I can't even handle it. And then you go and see this video. He's like 54 and he's ripped. And he's like half naked in the entire video. One point he's completely naked. Guys, you have to go and see that video. Anyway. Um, he, would, he would have been popular at Hillsong as a preacher. He would have been great. Or a pastor, yeah. Um, so yeah, they get together. And then we see this video, which I think was really unnerving. And I've never really followed Bieber. I don't really know a huge much, like a huge amount about him. But I remember that weird time. And you see this video of him. Of course, it's Carl Lentz, any camera any bit of press he's on. He's an amazing um, agent for himself. He knows he's great interviewer, great um, interviewee, and he loves, loves, loves the publicity. So then he's like, his, oh God, the photos of him and Bieber like just hanging out after he'd been baptized in a bath by uh, at some rapper's house. Then there was like the photo. I would highly recommend you go and see this. This is what Kate and I were referencing with him and Bieber walking down the street and Collins's shirt is off and he works out a lot. And it's a, it's a really good photo. The host shorts are centimeters away from exposing his junk. It's great. Um, <laughs> 
there was there was a lot of deep V's. Carl Lentz loves his deep V's. Yeah, and he's got. We didn't really describe his style and stuff. Like, he's, him, please. He's, he's, okay, so he seems fairly tall, right? He's yeah. maybe like six two or something. Yeah, he's really like we say he's really fit, muscular, tan. He's got this stylish, um, sort of like shaved on the sides hairstyle and like yeah. hipster glasses. Tons yeah. of tattoos. Yeah. He's wearing leather jackets and you know, pants slung down low. I mean, he's like a sex symbol. He's like a bad boy, this bad boy pastor. And he's hanging out with Bieber. Then he's hanging out with Bieber. So there's this video of him and Bieber at some, I don't know whether they're being interviewed. And I mean, I don't think it's any, well, I guess allegedly, allegedly Justin Bieber was on a lot of drugs at this time, but he looks out of it. I mean, he looks like a cult member. Do you know what video I'm talking about? And he's leaning against Carl and he's like, I mean, I just want to be around him more and more. Who wouldn't want to be around Carl? I mean, it was so he was drunk or off his head. It was such a creepy video. It looked like, it really did look like the stereotype, what you think a, a cult member to their leader was like. He's like, Carl, Carl. It was weird. I know the exact video you're talking about. Yeah, they're like sitting on a couch. He's leaning his head on his shoulder and he's like, this is my man. This is my guy. It's like, what is happening? Oh, God knows. Um, and so he's on, and then he's on stage, you know, Carl's on stage and he's taught, you know, he's preaching all of this. You, are, I was a bad boy. He loves doing that. You know, I did stuff in my past, but now, you know, he's, so he's married, we should say, with uh, three children. And he has been married for like 18, 19 years to an Australian woman that he met at college. Um, and, you know, he is saying you've really got to keep your purity date for one year then you can kiss. date for one year and then you can kiss so I'm not laughing if this is somebody's beliefs I'm just quickly reflecting on my dating history it's fine but um so date for one year and then kiss and then you know you save yourself for marriage da, 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 da. so he's on stage just being like this is what you do this is what you do and then we get interviews with a lot of people Kate that had been obviously at his services and had private meetings with him with that girl that had had sex with her boyfriend. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the thing that shocked me too about this part was finding out that he went to that college to become a pastor when he was mm. 21. And so I... he's talking about, Oh, my bad boy passed. And I was like, what, when you're in high school? Um, but we find out it's, you know, very current, very went on, current. went on longer than that. But um, yeah, this couple that they uh, worked in the church, um, can't remember in what regard they like led Bible groups or something, or maybe mm -hmm. with the music they, they worked there and they were together. They confessed that they had had sex. Was yes. it that? She said, or I had a boyfriend. We had sex once. That yeah. was it. And so they confess this to him and they think he's just going to be like, oh, guys, you can't be doing that. You know, whatever slap on the wrist. I know sex is cool, but yeah. <laughs> listen, sex is the tits. I know it. Um, no, he grab another deep V to change it to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me change my shirt really quick. Oh. Yeah. Um, so he basically reprimands them really hard and they, they don't get to be working at the church for six months or something. He completely shames them. He yeah. completely shames them. 
and tells them, um, you know, it's sinful and they can't work there anymore. By the way, all of these people, we get into this at the other episodes, but all of these people are working there free. Some, there was one guy that did lighting and he was, you know, he trained and was professional in lighting. These are big, big like stages and he's lighting them. And he's saying, I was working 40 hours a week at this job and I wasn't getting paid. It was just so hard. There were people that were just cleaning the entire place all for free. It is disgusting. Yeah. The sorry, the Louis Vuitton. He's wearing like Louis Vuitton Supreme sweatshirts. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Very interesting angle because we then get on, we meet this guy called Ben who start an Instagram account, an anonymous Instagram account during the time that Carl was just huge. I don't even know what year this was. What is this, like 18? Uh, Yeah, uh, so this later. is probably a couple years before the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, it was like 18, 19, I think he was really blowing up. So this guy called Ben starts his Instagram account and it's called Preachers and Sneakers and it's a brilliant idea. It's completely anonymous and he went on and um, online and basically started posting photos of all these preachers um, and what they're wearing and calling out like the price of them. So it'll be some guy from some mega church that's wearing $3,000 sneakers. Then there would be another one that has a supreme like $10,000 hoodie on, insanity. And of course it blew up. It went from nothing and he's completely anonymous to like 100,000, 200,000 followers on Instagram, it was huge. Then um, he says, I started getting people contacting me, the media. He says, I turned down the New York Times. I turned down the Today Show. I turned down every publication you could think of a media outlet until I got a phone call. And I don't know how he even got his phone number. It's a complete mystery. But he got the, because this guy was anonymous on Instagram. Um maybe DM'd him, I don't know, but he got in touch with him, Carl himself. And he said, he got on the phone to me and he says, can I talk to you? And he said, within like the first 15 seconds, he said, what's your name? And I immediately just said, Ben. He's like, can I, I was like, I've hidden my identity for so long. And within 15 seconds, I felt comfortable with him. He was so cool to talk to. I just told him who I was. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And then they were texting and 
he's putting this pressure on him. He's manipulating him because he's treating him like a buddy and a friend because he knew what Ben eventually tells us that once it gets personal like that, it's going to be harder for Ben to post about him and call him out. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. It's an unfair spotlight to put on people. What? He, I think that that's how he must have been with all of his parishioners that, you know, they, they make you feel as though you're their buddy. Now it's for another podcast and we could, I, I'm not going to go into it now, but I should actually probably do this as a special. I had some involvement with Scientology. Now Scientology, I think all the secrets are out pretty much with all the documentaries and Leah Remini and all these people leaving. Um, where is Shelley? Um, but I filmed some stuff with Scientology and I think we probably sh- we should do a special on this, Kate, because I have so much and put it on our Patreon because I have so much to tell about that experience. Um, but I will tell you that when you walk in, you feel like you are the most important person in the world. You they make you feel they're so friendly. They don't talk about the religion. It's just about how are you? What are you up to? What are you? And it, I was watching this and going, I remember that happening. I was never a part of Scientology, but I was around them for quite a substantial amount of time. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. They come up and they're just your best friends. You're just your best friends. It's yeah. really unnerving. Yeah, they want you to leave the Scientology Center or like in this case, they want you to leave Hillsong thinking, these are my people. These are great people. I want to yeah. be around them. Not, yeah. not uh, hey, you should join our church because X, Y, Z. It's just like they're selling themselves. Yeah. Versus selling the religion. They do yeah. it well. So episode two gets onto the affair. And I was surprised because I thought this whole documentary was all going to be about Carl, we- Carl Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it was just this episode, we get into the affair. So it goes on to kind of talk about his background, his high school. He was this basketball star. He's, you know, out there preaching um, celibacy and we get an interview with this woman who I didn't even write down her name. Was it Romin? I unfortunately didn't either. I'm so sorry, I didn't, everyone. I, didn't write it. I know it was like it was like Roman. It was something like that, Romin or something like that. She yeah. came on to do her interview, and she's kind of tatted up. Um, she's originally she she's Palestinian, and um, she born and I think born and raised in. No, she came from came from Palestine and uh, and it was raised in New York and she identifies as an artist. Um, I don't know kind of what visuals. Anyway, she tells her story about how she was the one that brought down Carl. She was in the park and she saw this guy kind of watching her. He was working out, of course, and she gets ready to go. This is what she says anyway. She gets ready to go and he comes up to her, starts chatting her up, stuff like that. And she thought, you know, it was cute, whatever. So he goes, oh, let me get your number. So he gives the, gives his phone, but he she says I was suspicious because he asked me to put my number and info in his notes area, not in his phone. And I was like, okay. Um, then they start texting she says they then go, they meet again at the park. She didn't go into that, but she did go into the third meeting at her apartment. Now, when she'd gone home that first night, 
she Googled him and she found out exactly who he was, that he was married um, and, ex- you know, what he did and this church and everything and his connection with celebrities. Um, and she said, we started texting and calling and then, you know, he came over to my house. Ha- I invited him over to my house and that third time. I mean, she really plays it up because I did a whole deep dive afterwards about her. Um, so she was, she, well, I'll tell you about that. But anyway, so he comes over and she said it was just so, you know, it was just so passionate and so strong. And I felt like I'd never met anyone like him before. And so they start having this affair. And they, she said it was very turbulent. They would fight all the time. Um, she said that he was my drug and I was his drug. She was showing all these videos of like that he'd sent her. I mean, you know, she says he was not a good cheater because. I think probably you're that arrogant at that point, you know, with all this fame and you just don't think you're going to get caught, which is so stupid. Um, So we didn't really hide his tracks, but some of the stuff that he would say to her, she says, I know now it's all bullshit, but he would give the necklace and like, what else was he saying to her? Um, He was, I don't know if I remember the specifics of what he was saying to her. I just know, um, I think it was pretty typical, like buttering her up. Like you're, you're the most, uh, gorgeous woman and, um, all of the, what do you say? Oh, all of the most beautiful women come from the middle East. That's yeah. Yeah. And Um, just not very pastorly things that you would think someone would say. There was also manipulation. She said some things like, like, I wish I'd written this down. It was like, you know, it's not, it's look at, you know, if you look at your circumstances and look at my circumstances. Oh, oh, I remember. No, I remember. It was so bad. He was like, I'm at least I'm going home to my family and you have no one and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So it ends up coming out because she said she got a call from him and he said, my wife knows, everyone knows, the church knows, there's paparazzi everywhere. Um, he had uploaded everything to his cloud and apparently his cloud, there were people that had access to his cloud on the computer in his office. You know, I think you become so big and so arrogant and there's so many people that work for you. You'd be giving out passwords, you'd be giving out all this shit and he probably just just was not good at hiding it. Um, So it all came out. Um, He then was let go um, of Hillsong. He he put out a public statement, which was a photo of him, his wife and his three kids um, saying, I did cheat. It was all my fault. It was nobody else's fault. I take accountability. It was all me. That's it. Um, and then he moved to, because he was based in New York, so he moved to Los Angeles, where he still is now. Um, and let's bring him out. No, so he has, <laughs> that was very Andy at reunions. Um, so he's in Los Angeles now with his wife, still together. Hey, that was, that could not, I cannot imagine that being his first affair. Uh, no, not at all. I, I mean, so. come on. That could not have been his first affair. No, I, I'm just surprised nobody else came out. Like there was nobody else, right? Um, I thought that there was all that stuff at his previous church that he worked at. And remember that woman who was talking about how 
he came up to her and was like, um, talking about, oh, you have a really, uh, pretty older sister, don't you? And she's like, I mean, yeah, I have a pretty sister. And, um, I think there was some talk about him being involved with people at that church when he was younger for sure yeah I think and in his high school as well but it's like I kind of felt that was like that woman came on and and just said that's she goes and that just made me feel really weird that's all he said I mean he didn't try to like molest you he literally came and just said do you ever you're the one with the hot sister so okay okay that's your big bombshell like they did a lot of these bombshells which were just nothing but you're right there was stuff about him there was someone that came in and was kind of all covered up and they were just like hiding their identity and they said he tried to have sex with numerous people I think everybody kind of knew that worked there but he was in such a huge position of power that what are you gonna do I know it's like he didn't think he would get caught and then I think he also thought that no one would dare call him out, you know, like he was probably so shocked that she had the, in his eyes, audacity to, or, or audacity, audacity (laughs) to, to be public about it and come forward. Yeah. Mm. So after that episode, that was two, that was kind of it. And I thought about Carl Wentz and I thought that Lentz Wentz, why can I not remember his name? I've written it a Carl Lentz. Lentz, Lentz. I want to keep putting Lentz. Um, that was kind of it about him. And then Kate, this last two episodes, I did skip around on the fourth one, but that kind of revealed all of the sexual assault and a lot about this crazy college in Australia where they went. Yeah, this was exposing the really seedy underbelly of the upper uh, pastors and staff and um, all of the toxic culture surrounding the people who volunteered and worked there um mm-hmm. they were apparently having mental breakdowns everyone who worked there because it was such a manipulative difficult environment you were not even allowed to make eye contact with these pastors um you had to like what was it? You ba- They said like you basically had to become furniture around them. Like you couldn't speak to them. You couldn't look at them. There was one of them. They made you like run your hands under cold water if you were going to be around him. I mean, it was wild how they were treated. And then, of course, yeah, all the um, sexual assault mm. stories. The staff was all partying, having these uh, big debaucherous parties, apparently. It yeah. was just it's it's just all a sham. It's all they're just being it was all it was and episode three kind of just went on about people that have been to the college and seen all of this and then um just terrible experiences one woman was like some she's like one of my roommates their entire curriculum for the semester was just cleaning so it was all free labor they just cleaned the church it was it was wild so then it went off um then it went into frank houston who was the founder and all of this sexual abuse that he had committed the lawsuits then investigating his son frank houston i just put bastard died in 2004 um and he'd paid off boys that he'd molested just sick sick worst type of thing you can imagine and then episode four was really about the downfall and how everything was like a frat party 
and it was just a mess and they said that it's kind of episode four was following up after this documentary was released um and it just went on to say that things really crumbled and everything fell apart um one of them the, the son brian is still in a lawsuit i believe it i didn't really google if it had um it, once again really really doing really doing great journalistic work here didn't bother to google what happened afterwards i did google um carl's instagram though and i was going through that heavily Okay. I also just, I just did some last minute research for the pod while we're recording. Oh, <laughs> and, um, there's an article in the sun, <laughs> Woo! uh, from November, 2020. And it's saying he's under fire once again, as at least three more women have come forward with claims that they had an affair with him. And then there's a story here um, from April 27 of this year that, uh, him and his wife broke up. <gasps> oh, and, the, oh, and the woman who came forward, uh, it's R-A-N-I-N, Rainin, Rainin. Yeah. I went onto her Instagram and, it, Jewelry and designer, in her right? bio is, in her bio is featured on X on the beach. She went and did all those reality shows. Nice. Nice. But hang on. I went onto his Instagram. So he's broken up with his wife. Is really? I thought they were still together. Wait a second. I guess I should, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and open the article instead of just reading. <laughs> Fine. I'll read more than the headline and byline. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Um, I went onto his Instagram and his look is, woo, it changed. Um, he's still got a banging body, but he's got, he's grown his hair out. So it's very, it looks very like Cody from Sister Wives. It's real curl. He's got curls down here. He has a good hairline though, not like Cody from Sister Wives. But um, he's got like long brown flowing locks now. It's not great. It's not uh, great. I'm seeing that now. Okay. Okay. Wow. But yeah, like, I, I liked I like I liked the Bieber hair Bieber era uh, hair better. It's so cheesy, but definitely <laughs> his hottest look. Um, so I don't. I went to his wife's page as well, and she's um, she posted about him. Um, I don't know how long ago, and then she's doing some multi marketing, multi level marketing stuff. Uh, that well. tracks. That tracks. Mm. Listen to this, Leona. Mm. Himes, co-pastor of Hillsong Boston with her husband Josh, announced in a bombshell medium post in May bombshell. bombshell that she had been subjected to manipulation, control, bullying, abuse of power, and sexual abuse by the lenses, plural, while working at their home as a nanny. They denied this. Wow, there's Stop just when it. you think you read it all, there's just there's so much more coming out here. Um, that was a lot. I mean, Kate. Overall, what did you what did you think of this uh, docu series? Uh, I thought that it was interesting. I did find out about a lot of stuff about this whole church that I hadn't known. Mm -hmm. Um, plenty of interviews, plenty of perspectives. As we said, there's a lot of people that they brought oh, on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I liked hearing the history of how, you know, how did this even come to be? Because 
in my mind, it just came out of nowhere in like 2017. Um, didn't even know it was Australian originally. So I thought it was pretty good. They did, (laughs) you know, the bombshell after bombshell, (laughs) they did go over things quite a few times, which became repetitive, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was pretty good. It was okay. Yeah. What would you give it on a scale of zero to 600? Uh, I would give this, I'd give it like 425. 425. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think I, I, I thought it was all going to be about Carl and it wasn't. Um, so it was good to kind of get a more rounded view of it. There was just so many people interviewed. It was way too long. It should have been two parts. That's it. It shouldn't have been like four was too much. Um, so I'm going to give it. I'll give it like 350. Fair. Yeah. Babe. That sounds right. Um, all right. So, guys, before we head over to our Wheel of Shame to get our um episode for next week, just a little reminder of where you can find us on social media. So on Instagram is Tender Loving Care Podcast on to email us is tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com we love hearing from you we always respond to dms emails go on there check us out um if you want even more from kate and i um what you can do is go into your feed right now where you listen to this podcast you will see episodes that have a little lock by them they are for subscribers only to become a subscriber it's only five bucks a month and with that you get two extra episodes a month And it's basically, we will break down documentaries. I don't know why that took me so long. Sorry. (laughs) We will break down documentaries um, of the weird, wild, and wonderful. So it's nothing to do, you know, we're very obviously TLC and Bravo heavy on our main shows, but this is something a little bit different. These are documentaries that Kate and I are really fascinated with. We take turns in picking ones. This month, it's all been spooky stuff. We are doing ghosts. We are doing murders. We are doing UFOs. We are doing vampires. We are doing Anne Nicole Smith. We're doing the death of Brittany Murphy. We have so many that we've done um, and that we continue to do. We have some great things coming up. So that's what you need to do. Click on that link, put in your details. Five bucks a month, you support Kate and I, and you get some extra content. Absolutely. And if you prefer to use Patreon, we're also on there and uh, it's the same thing. Five bucks for Mm -hmm. the back catalog, as well as two extra episodes a month. Absolutely. All right. So let's guys, you know, it's this time of the week. Let's head on over to the wheel of shame. Guys, we're at the Wheel of Shame. Um, the Wheel of Shame this week, you know, we I said we we need to add to this because we have a lot of things on here that need to kind of be removed. I've done some of them, but we're it's dwindling. So I need to get back on. I know that TLC are adding shows by the minute um as a discovery ID. We just, I think Kate and I had the discussion last week. A lot of them have been very very dark so we're trying to just lift it a little bit yeah we don't want it to be doom and gloom every week um and pauline you were saying they can dm us or email us that would be a great thing to reach out and let us know is if you see in our feed we haven't covered a show that we absolutely must please yes yeah. yeah we'll That's add a good it point. in we we did actually get one a message 
from one of our really, really great listeners the other week. I need to go back to our DMs because she had suggested one and I said, I haven't seen it. Um, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to look at that. All right. So without further ado, let's spin our wheel of shame. Three, two, one, spin. All right. Give us a good one. 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 <laughs> Woo! Ask and the wheel of shame delivers. What is it? Paranormal emergency (laughs) it's spooky it's perfect perfect for this month it is one that i've looked at and really wanted and it's not going to be doom and gloom hopefully but i am imagining when i've when i've seen this before i was totally hoping there's going to be a load of reenactments because kate and i love a reenactment so i'm hoping there's going to be very low budget reenactments um and i hope it's people that, you know, need to flee their house in the middle of the night. And then you have some Bobo ghost hunters that leave their job at 5 p.m. and then come to race to the scene. No harm to them, by the way. That's my dream job. But um, that's what I'm thinking it is. So I'm excited. Paranormal emergency. Paranormal emergency. I need to... There better be... Paranormal emergency. There better be a ton of episodes as well. Um, paranormal I think it's obviously this is um, going to be oh, okay looks like there's 2019 one season um, 10 episodes oh my right? gosh episode 8 looks terrifying excellent oh wow okay police officers paramedics and other first responders reveal their true life encounters with the paranormal while on duty oh <gasps> interesting that's not what i thought it was that's even better yeah i thought it was just gonna be people like you said just going to the er because a ghost broke their arm or something or it was people that had to race it because their haunting was so bad they had to get someone immediately great all right guys well that's our show for next week we will put on our instagram tender love and care podcast we'll put on there the episodes that we're going to be watching um really excited that's going to be a good one as you know this is coming out on a wednesday yesterday we had our we released our 90 day fiance it's a brand new season of 90 day fiance and we have some real ding-dongs in the cast so go and listen to that on friday we are going to have our regular show our bravo show plus something very special very very special now guys we have a guest that we're just going to dedicate an entire episode to, who is not only a truly magical being, a witch, but she is also a dear friend of mine, and she's obsessed with sister wives. I mean, what more (laughs) do you need? So we are going to be interviewing the absolutely amazing Renee Watt on Thursday on Friday it's going to be released and we are going to be talking majority is going to be all things sister wives I have a ton of questions I even want to get into the horoscopes of these morons as well and we're going to talk about that plus of course we're going to talk about some spooky things because we have Renee which is a huge resource and it's spooky season so that is going to be an extra bonus episode available for everyone and that's going to be coming out 
on Friday. If you want more Sister Wives stuff, we will be re-releasing an episode sometime this week of one of our biggest interviews um, with the host, uh, sorry, the um, owner of the Instagram account, Sister Wives Unraveling. Um, She speaks about everything um, Sister Wives. It was a great interview. And um, we're going to re-release this this week. Plus, we're going to have our Sister Wives interview with Renee. It's we got a ton this week, Kate. we got a ton. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And we appreciate you being here. Um, and we'll see you very soon. We will. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.